Welcome back to the Pocha Playlist. Andy is away on his trip. I hope hope he's having a great time. Just Jenny and I here today. Jenny is a little bit sick. How are you feeling? Um, I'm okay. I apologize if my voice sounds a little bit more nasally than usual, but um, on the mend, which is good. That's good. So I think this is going to be the episode that comes out before Christmas. So from the bottom of all of the Pocha members' hearts, we want to wish everyone a Merry Merry Christmas. Yes, definitely have a happy holidays, whatever you guys celebrate, um, and hope you guys get to hibernate a little bit um, for these couple of weeks. I feel like there's a lot of really fun things to watch, and we'll definitely talk about some of them right now. Yeah, I think work for us has gone a little bit quiet, which is nice. We've had some more time. I feel like the last few episodes, a handful of episodes, we just haven't really talked about anything um, of what we've we've been watching. But Jenny, we have we have a pretty long list today, right? We do. Um, so I can kick us off. I think we have like three-ish new shows that we've actually picked up. Um, some of them we've actually finished. But the first thing I want to talk about is Singles Inferno 3. Um, so if you guys don't know what this is, this is on Netflix. This is one of those dating reality TV shows. I would say um, it's his third season, obviously. And the first two seasons were definitely a little bit different than this third season. But it's just, I don't know how to explain it. They find like the people with the best bodies with the most crazy stories and they just mush them together and it's a fun show it's like a dating show and i would say season one uh i mean that's the original i really liked season one season two really fell off for me i think i I even said like oh if they did another one i wouldn't really watch it and i actually didn't have any plans to watch the third one but so many of our friends jenny have been saying that season three was the the best season harry mm-hmm. was blowing my phone up saying oh my god the drama and and then i think i saw a couple things in the um our, our, our discord, our discord. Yeah. i didn't see the spoilers they were all they all had like the spoiler tags but i was like wow i guess things are getting a little wild so we we watched what two episodes uh, three yes i think we're like at the very end of two about to hit the third one and i think there might be only five or six out right now so it's still ongoing oh it's airing weekly oh i forgot yeah, I believe so. I can double check, but I'm pretty sure not all the episodes are out right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you have uh, any favorite couples so far? It's only been two uh, episodes, and I guess we shouldn't spoil anything. Not but. yet. I don't want to say too much because the format is a little bit different, so I think that's kind of the fun part as well. Um, but I will say that there is somebody who is on the Coast Guard on this show that I'm like, I think he's pretty cute. So <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Anything else, Jenny? Um, yeah. So another fun show that we watched, um, I should say I started watching and then forced Brandon to finish watching with me. It's called The Boy Next Door. Um, this is a very interesting K-drama. It's like 15 episodes. I think they're between five to 10 minutes long. How would you explain it, Brandon, if I were to pass this along to you? I would just say these are like early 2000s youtube sketches yes so they're like five to ten minutes long and they it it is rooted in a central story and it's two famous actor it's cheushik and changgyong cheushik from my favorite drama our beloved summer changgyong from my mister we saw him in now we're breaking up um gumiho the latest gumiho 
sure. Yeah. So we, it's them two. They live in a building, and they're next door neighbors, and they're like enemies to like lovers. They become really <laughs> close, and there's they're fighting over a girl, but they're just. It's not like a K drama. It's like a five to ten minute sketch every episode, and it is. The funniest thing ever. It's it's not like funny because it's truly funny. It's like stupid funny. Yeah, it's really silly. It's and really, it's really silly. wild because it's just these two famous actors, and it's not even that old. It's twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen, yeah. And it's just really fun sketches, and they're like breaking character because they're just making each other laugh. But it is serious, and there is a story, and there is a plot. So yeah, highly recommend. That was very fun. It was so short that we watched like over ten episodes last night, and it only was like. Not even an hour because yeah. they're all 5-10 minutes long. <laughs> no, it's really silly though. So if you guys also like, I feel like it kind of pokes fun at BL a little bit. Not in like a mean way, but like, you know, just kind of they try to incorporate dramatic moments that are very typical of most BLs. But obviously in this situation, they're not in a BL situation. They're just friends, but it's just like misconstrued moments. And so I think if you're, uh, you think that kind of stuff is funny, then you'll definitely like this show. All right. Anything else, Jenny? Um, another thing, so I'm going to throw this back to you, Brandon, but this is a anime-turned-live-action on Netflix oh, called Yu Yu right. Hakushu. Um, I never watched this when I was a kid, but I know you were a really big fan, so I'm going to let you explain what this one is about as well. Yeah, I when I was a kid growing up, I forget where I saw it. It might have been on like Cartoon Network at nighttime. There was this Cartoon Network would become something called Toonami, and they would that's where i watched a lot of like my old animes they had like you know naruto mm. inuyasha and i think it was also yu yu hakushu was on there too it's very old and they netflix has been making so many live actions so they made this one i haven't watched too many of the live actions i know terry has and he always says they're not that great i, I think the one piece one was was really good right recently it's pretty popular yeah but this one was really good as well i saw all five episodes it's really short oh it's only five episodes yeah super oh. short yu hakushu like any anime or like animes back then it had mm-hmm. so many episodes yeah you know like many many um plot lines and different arcs but they really condensed all of that into just five concise episodes and I thought that was pretty interesting because I was wondering which major plot they were going to follow. Mm-hmm. And they really covered most of them to the point where I was like, they could stop here and not make another season and I'd be okay with it. So you feel like the ending was pretty satisfactory even? I think so. Interesting. Yeah, really left it open. They could do more, but I think this one as a standalone was pretty good. That's good to hear. I feel like, as it, like you mentioned, it's really tough to have good live action animes. So I watched a little bit of this and, you know, I've never seen the original, but I thought it was solid. Like, you know, obviously there's the demons and the, that kind of aspect to it. But I would say that that CGI looked pretty good to me, at least. Yeah, the plot, I'm, sh- I'm sure people want to hear about it in case anyone wants to check it out. So there is a main character who is this... I don't want to call him like a thug, but he's really good at fighting and he's a bit of a hooligan, but everyone kind of thinks of him as this bad guy, but he's truly kind at heart and Mm. he's just had a tough go and he's always put into weird circumstances, but he is good deep down and he unfortunately dies because he was trying to save a little kid and everyone's, uh, I guess people in the spirit realm said, hey, you're really good at fighting and you have Mm -hmm. a good heart why don't we make you a spirit 
detective and basically he just needs to go and find all of these yokais which i guess means demon in japanese and he needs to exercise them but that's the plot yeah very simple right up my alley is there a love line for anyone wondering uh there's there's like one semi love line but it's they don't even flesh it out. I You're see. not watching this for their love life. <laughs> okay, got it. Well, yeah. that sounds fun. Um, so that's on Netflix if anyone wants to check it out. And it sounds like all five episodes are also released, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay, so other things just to touch on. Um, Twinkling Watermelon will be our Patreon for this month. I think we announced it last week. But just a little mini, um, I guess, sample of what we're going to talk about. Um, you know, personally, I'm loving the show. Brandon, any thoughts that you want to give our pooches? I think it's phenomenal. I actually think I like it more than you. Jenny still thinks my demon is better. <laughs> uh, we are almost done. We're at episode 14, 14 15. Yeah. We're right there. Man. Things are moving along. Yeah. Um, lots to say on the Patreon. I think every character is unique. Mm-hmm. I would say, debating if I even want to say it here or save it for the Patreon, but I would say like the individual characters have some plot holes but the overall like writing of the show is Mm -hmm. phenomenal yeah like the story is really fun and really makes you want to keep watching we can obviously do our pocha thing and nitpick on everything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't really want to but overall i'm really enjoying it and i really want the twinkling watermelon band (laughs) t-shirt i know if any of our pluches are like designers and they want to make that, I will gladly buy one. (laughs) Ploches, you heard it here. Yeah, I would say my little, you know, thing on Twinkling Watermelon, and my fingers are just crossed that this is one of those K-dramas where the time jumps and all that stuff truly makes sense. I feel like a lot of times with time travel K-dramas, it just doesn't really work out at the end but my fingers are crossed that this one is executed perfectly because so far i've not found any holes so yeah i'm really excited to see how it ends um and i'm excited to talk about it on our patreon i would actually expand on that jenny i I, i'm less worried about things making sense because there's some stuff already that doesn't make sense to me (laughs) i just want the ending to be as happy as possible for every character involved past time and present time that's true and i always also say that this is a show that the 16 episodes to me are actually filled out really well like a lot of times you know you're kind of just waiting around for a couple episodes but i would say that every episode has significant movement and like the plot is like rounded out really well so far and we obviously haven't finished it so you know we'll save our final thoughts for the patreon but yeah excited to talk about it for sure i did mention it in the discord but um our old pocha member terry he messaged me uh, so he wasn't gonna watch it and i told him to check it out after andy gave us the description of what yeah. it was i was like hey terry you should check this out it's right up your alley he finished it in two days oh my god and he legit told me that this is his number one drama ever no no sorry not like ever but of this year he oh, says wow. it's number one he says it's better than moving dp really? just anything that he's seen he said twinkling watermelon is the best he said that every stupid action that you know you me and andy would probably nitpick on he says by the end they all have a purpose and a reason mm. and he he told me that he was crying in episode 16 I don't, I don't know what the hell is gonna happen <laughs> i don't Oh, I don't man. even think the show is sad. It's not even that sad, so I don't know why he was crying, but Damn. Terry definitely put his stamp of approval on this show. 
Well, so that's exciting. We shouldn't let that bias us when we have to rank it, but yeah yeah it's, it's always good to hear that someone else likes it so if any of our plochas want to check it out twinkling watermelon is on vicky um and it's 16 episodes and they've actually all been released so we're picking this up as a not ongoing k-drama which is why it's on our patreon so i think that's all we watched jenny i know we're all coming down to what is it two more episodes for the year right this one this week and maybe this just one actually i think next week might be our last episode of the year no, i'm including this one so, oh, okay, so including okay. this one two more and then we have beginning of january should we talk about what's what's gonna what's upcoming yeah so as you guys know we always do our plochas choice awards at the end of every year um so i think the general timeline is next week we will announce categories and the choices for every category so for every year we pick one category and we take two people per category to kind of go up against each other so for example i think last year we had like for example like best ost and then we'd have two k dramas who are like in the competition for that position and then from our, our list from our list yes of our 2023 k dramas and then our pochas would basically pick this and that's usually on our instagram on our discord on twitter etc um so that's gonna happen again this year so next episode we'll officially announce those categories so any of our pochas who have fun categories that you guys want to kind of um you know put people up against just dm us but otherwise we'll have our general categories that we'll come up with um and then after the episode airs with all the categories um all of these like polls will start going out on all of our social media so just make sure you follow us that way you can vote and then we'll announce the winners um in, in january okay, i'm so i'm looking at the calendar so the episode next week the 28th is the episode where we're going to announce the categories and the choices and we'll give everyone one week to compile their answers and then on january 4th the first episode of the new year will announce all the winners of 2023 yep all right. All right. Well, I think it'll be very exciting. I feel like our Plocha Choice Awards are always really fun um, with everybody. So looking forward to doing it again this year. So I know that we're coming out to the end of the year. We have Twinkling Watermelon that we're going to rank. We have My Demon. My Demon is going to not finish in 2023. It's probably going to finish early 2023 four yes do we still want to rank this on our list and are we going to wait to do the re-ranking until my demon is officially on the list i think so because there's one other 2023 k-drama that's coming out um it's called kyungsung creature yes um this is gonna be on netflix i think it's 10 episodes and it's actually all coming out summer 22nd which is in 2023 so i think we'll probably keep pace between this one and my demon and then we'll rank both of these on our 2023 list once it's complete so to clarify what you're saying we're gonna do this one in january as well yes got it yeah i just it's probably too much to ask Andy on, while he's on vacation to do 10 episodes. So yeah. I don't know if we can squeeze this one in. Yeah. But anyhow, we'll probably rank, um, re-rank our 2023 list um, once My Demon is done and after we pick up Gyeongsung Creature. All right. I feel like we've stalled long enough. Should we start getting into the one review for the show? Yeah, let's do it. Cheers! Yes, let's talk about My Demon. So we'll be reviewing episodes 7 and 8 this week. Um, so a lot of things are going on. I feel like we messaged in the Discord that I 
freaked out that episode at the end of episode seven and then freaked out at the episode end of episode eight two for very different reasons um but anyways these episodes have been pretty exciting so let's just dive straight into the romance um i feel like demon and princess are getting really really solid in their romance and their married life i mean we're seeing a lot of petty arguments but honestly there's also a lot of really cutesy moments um brandon what are what have you been feeling about their romance in these last two episodes well that's a tough question to ask because it depends on which episode we were watching but I do like the bickering and the fighting kind of earlier in the first episode. Obviously, things heat up at the towards the end of the second episode. So it's kind of wide-ranging. But overall, I feel like if they didn't cast these two people well, it could come off as annoying or I wouldn't be buying it. But because their chemistry and visuals are just there... Like, I love it all. I love when they're fighting. I love when they're being kind to each other or worrying about each other. They just really make it work. Yeah. So you mentioned it kind of changed between 7 and 8. What in your head was kind of the main thing that changed their relationship from kind of this bickering, kind of, I don't know, annoying little relationship to just really, truly being into each other? I don't know if you wanted to wait. To, to bring this up later but obviously it's gonna be pre and post stabbing i mean that that stabbing was insane not because homeboy got stabbed in the heart but it they did it they they shot it from his back angle to mm-hmm. where there was just no way that i thought that was gonna happen yeah and when he turned around and that wasn't like a kitchen knife that yeah. was like a giant dagger yeah. i was like I think I yelled. I was like, oh my God. That was so unexpected. I thought he was going to die. And of course, somehow he clings to life. But right after he comes back, I remember the first time that Tohi comes back into the room after he's revived. Mm -hmm. And he was like a little puppy. He's like, Tohi. He's so happy. He's so happy. And from there, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like, I'm going to start enjoying their relationship so much now because you know it's going to be in the cutesy the cutesy zone yeah and i feel like it's really nice to see him kind of soften up to her and a lot of the like oh you have to charge me like oh maybe let's charge this way like just then we get like the cute little you know cuddling moments and whatnot but i think it's nice because in the previews it seems like him kind of softening allows princess to then also be a little bit cutesier and vulnerable with him which is nice because i feel like even in episode eight she kind of has her guard up because our girl Jinstar has been whispering things into her ear about how, you know, she's the reason why Demon got stabbed, da 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 da. But it seems like that's going to kind of, um, you know, things will kind of thaw out even more in the next episode. I will say, though, that I thought that um, I really liked the angle of the bad guy stealing the Demon book or the mm. handbook. Yeah. I, I hope that there's more to come from that just because the bad guy trying to stab him and it working he could have done that with or without the book that's true that's true no one really knows what thing songgang is right yeah like they were together the bad guy saw them fall off the building obviously they're still alive there is some mystical element but he could have tried stabbing him regardless and it, it just worked like he doesn't necessarily he didn't really need to know that they have to be together for the power to work yeah you know what i'm trying to say yeah i get what you're saying i think it's one of those things where 
when you realize somebody is vulnerable though you have more confidence than go and hurt them true versus if you truly think this man is i don't know like a a goblin or that's something other mystical creature that has a lot of power you might not even like want to go ahead and do that because it's so intimidating you know so i think maybe it's just a fact that he knows oh he can't stop this just made him feel okay doing it i guess true yeah your the confidence point is is valid but i will still say that i feel like he got the bad guy learned more because of the bugged microphone in their office Mm. than the actual handbook itself that's true. And I do know from the trailer that his powers are going to start getting a little bit wishy-washy. Yeah. So I, ho- I I just hope that the handbook comes back into play because I do think that's really cool. I like that that book exists. <laughs> exists. And, yeah. you know, maybe in that book, it, it's not only the flaws or the weaknesses of the demon, but it can also provide an answer to how to end the whole thing. Yeah. And by end, meaning like he can't he stay a demon, human. right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think um, I'm going to take this moment to throw out my prediction. So you touched on how demons' powers seem to be vanishing, which I really appreciate. You know, at first I was kind of like, oh, no, I liked him as a cool, powerful demon. But yeah, same. now it's kind of nice that he's a little bit more vulnerable because I feel like there's a lot of room for character development that we love in one of these K-dramas. Um, but my prediction for why his power is disappearing is I think it goes back to his first life, first love. And I know we were kind of throwing it around last week, but who is the woman in white, right? And I think that person has to be princess because my head is demon had this first love for princess. Princess and, you know, whatever, their zero life passed away from some terrible means. He's like, you know, I will give anything to protect her. I just want to meet her again. So I think he, you know, puts this out to the heavens and somebody answers by giving him the ability to become a guardian slash a demon and so you know maybe he originally was a guardian he kind of didn't end up staying that way became like a demon which is what he started doing before he met princess again but i think the idea is princess is his first true love that he got the powers for and now we're kind of like full circle he's met her so now there's no need for him to have powers anymore because his wish has been fulfilled like he has met her and they've fallen in love again so i think truly you know his line at the very end of episode eight where he was like even though you know my what was it like even though I feel like I'll become weaker with you, like I can't stop this fate or something a lot more eloquent than I just said. But I feel like that's truly the nature of their relationship and that's why I think his powers are disappearing. I like your prediction. It totally makes sense. I don't have a prediction, but the only thing that I'm still wondering, and I know you and Andy tried to give an answer. It hasn't been confirmed on the show yet. It's, you know, let's say that your angle is true. Mm-hmm. Then why does the tattoo and the power transfer to her? Yeah, that part I don't really know. But I mean, maybe it's just like a, I don't know, a trick by the heavens to be like, yeah. oh, maybe this will get you guys closer. <laughs> well, it makes for good TV because I do like that. Um, you know, he is powerless only when they're together. Yeah, for sure. So another character I want to touch on, kind of related to their romance, is Jin Star because she seems to be. I don't know, the third wheel, but I don't even think it's a requited third wheel situation, but she's really in here just kind of, you know, getting upset at Princess, just being really difficult, but also just being really sad and mopey. But we finally get her backstory. Um, Do you feel like that gave you a little bit more insight to her personality, Brandon, or maybe made you feel a little bit bad for her? Or like any, any thoughts now that you've learned about how her and Demon met? I never thought that she was a bad character she just really likes demon 
and demon has these people kind of under contract like his secretary or whatever i actually feel like the backstory confirmed that demon actually is kind of treating her poorly Mm. i want to be careful with my words you know he he knows that she very much is is kind of linked with him but you know just his demeanor and how kind of cold he is I know he's a demon, but it just kind of hurts to see how much Jinstar likes him. Yeah. And he kind of just um, doesn't reciprocate it in the way that maybe she wants. Yeah. But to be fair, he doesn't exactly owe her anything. Like, I guess on one hand, the backstory is that, you know, Jinstar's dad made a deal with Demon. And at the end of the deal, obviously, Demon kills Jinstar's dad because that's the terms and this is literally in front of Jinstar and now Jinstar is kind of like oh my god like thank you for killing my father because he was really really bad to me so now they have that link but at the same time like Demon didn't really do it for her and I guess just because she likes him doesn't mean that he has to be nice to her I don't know what do you think I'm not saying that he needs to date her I'm just saying that it seems like you, I, I feel like there could be an angle where he's like leading her on if he doesn't draw the line very firmly. Mm, I see, I see. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, because like he never tells her, I don't like you that way. Please stop being like this with me. Like, it's just never going to happen, right? Yeah, and him and the secretary, <coughs> they kind of say what they need to say to calm her down so that mm. she'll keep doing the show for his foundation that's true so when you throw in that angle as well it really becomes kind of like leading her on mm. and i just really hope that the show takes the easy route by making jin star go a dark path mm. you know I what see, i mean I, I feel like the show could easily be like all right we're gonna give jin star a bad angle now yeah make her the villain and what kind of bothered me was um, after Jinstar tells uh, Princess off, I think it was the next day or a few days later, she goes to the office. I I thought that she was going to Jinstar was going to apologize. Yeah. But she actually doubled down and said, "You need to cut him loose." Yeah. Which then leads to like her eventually like withdrawing from her position her and all of that. <laughs> but when she didn't like reconcile the issue with Princess. I literally was like, oh, they're gonna, they might make her a villain somehow. Mm, yeah. I mean, to me, she's just very unlikable. You know, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, no matter how much you like a guy, at least be just not mean to the person that he's supposed to be with, especially if he's not with you. I just feel like, you know, there was a moment when Jinstar did her performance and then um, Princess was there and was like, hey, you did a great job. And Jinstar like totally blew her off. I was like, it seems a little bit unnecessarily like yeah. I just don't like mean characters. So maybe I'm just a little bit more on her hate train, but I can see what you mean where, you know, she is truly a victim in this as well. Also, I, I feel like there hasn't been a single moment where Jinstar has done the performance and Songgang or Demon has like stayed. He's always leaving He's always leaving. The of it. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, you touched on this a little bit, but, you know, we kind of should talk about the family drama and the fact that Princess did leave her position to kind of save herself and Demon from just all of this murdering, plotting, etc. I mean, the big story was released and honestly, it was kind of underwhelming. What did you think about that? It wasn't a story. I think I literally mentioned it last week or two weeks prior. 
it doesn't make sense for someone who's not in the family to then randomly get written in the will that you get everything. Obviously, we know the insides and outs, and we know that that is what, what happened. But from public view, you could totally see that as being true. So I thought that was a no-brainer. So when that was the bombshell story, yeah. I was like, oh, that's just common sense. I know, like anyone could have written at that point. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not saying like she's obviously going to go and like murder the grandma, but I feel like the... Um, uh, what do you call it like the conspiracy youtube people yeah like they could totally take that and run with it so i think from the older brother's part mm -hmm. he really did play his cards right in stoking yeah. that fire but i loved seeing demon and princess go visit them and like i know uh, so like creative. locked one of them in a safe and stuff yeah. like those scenes were pretty fun yeah for sure i agree well we'll talk a little bit more about it but you know it's, it really does suck that she gave up her ownership but do you feel like because she withdrew from her position that we're going to see less of the killer? Because we do know that somebody is controlling the killer. So do we think that, you know, by her doing this, she's truly kind of off everyone's radar? I think there's a lot to unpack there. So first, I think my prediction might end up being wrong. It's not confirmed 100% or maybe it has been. But I was thinking that Lee Sang-hee was the really bad one in the family and he yeah. hired the killer. I thought it was more or less confirmed that it was the oldest son's son the psycho son the psycho son yeah. with, you know you're calling him like weird teeth or something <laughs> or last week i thought he was the one in contact with the killer mm, i feel like i don't know this show keeps giving me the vibes that the cousin isangi's character is just bad and it just makes me think like it's a red herring to think that the psycho son's the main controller or maybe it's like a double layered situation you know or it's like mm -hmm. yes the psycho son is the one talking to serial killer but there's somebody controlling him as well on top and that could be isangi or the cousin's character right. you know well i guess continuing with my with my train of thought i think i think if the son of the oldest the son of the oldest son of the family is linked with the killer. I th I thought it was very interesting when they have that beef between him and his dad. Mm, yes. So from that angle, I think the killer is still going to be in play. And then at that same dinner table scene, everyone kind of doubts that princess is fully out of the contention yeah, for, for taking the place. So I, I don't think that the killer is going to go away anytime soon. I will say, though... Whenever Isangi is on screen, they're playing ominous music, which I don't really they like. Are, yeah. And he was digging into um, Demon, you know, being very old and and whatnot. So you know, he might, he might not be the one that hired the killer, but maybe he's still not good. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I see that. I see that. Okay. Well, I feel like we're kind of on the same train or same boat. I think last week I was like, no, I don't think Isengi's character is bad. I was like, we need to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I do agree with the music and just kind of like why he's still so relevant. It just makes you really suspicious of him. So I'm kind of more and more leaning on your side or I think he's there's something up with him, but I just can't put my finger on what it is. Uh, one question that I had for you. So um, when Princess and Demon go confront the oldest son, we, we really should give him a nickname, the, the oldest son of the family. Oh. Um, at the shooting range, I guess it's implied that the grandma hated the son because he murdered someone Yeah. or ran someone over. I actually thought that it was his son that actually ran someone over, so I got my facts wrong. 
but as the oldest son, and he even admits it, do you think that has anything to do with Tohi's parents at all? Um, I mean, it could be. I feel like definitely the, like, princess's parents dying has something to do with, you know, this family, which is why they took her in. Um, I do think, going back to your point about who killed whatever, I think the eldest son killed somebody, but I think there was a second person that also committed murder in the family, which is why the grandma said something along the lines of, like, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. This was, like, in episode one or two. Yeah, that's why I thought it was his son also did something. I think that's our prediction, but I don't think that's ever been confirmed because we mm. still don't know who the grandma was talking to in that scene. You know what I mean? Got it, got so it. So I, I do think that potentially it is father and son both had murdered somebody and the grandma helped to cover it up um but going back to your question about dohi's parents and how they're involved i do think they are you know i think we were throwing out some wild predictions that the grandma was the one maybe that did some contract but at this point maybe i'm not a hundred percent convinced i feel like that would just be really sad and it would really just make princess hate the eldest son even more and Honestly, at the end of the show, I do want her to have, like, a decent relationship with that family because it would just suck, you know, because she still has to live around them. And it would just be nice to actually have, like, good relations. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I'm not 100% convinced, but I think that is a good prediction. I, I should wait for Andy to come back to ask this question, but I, I will say that I enjoy having the grandma come back as, like, a... a I don't know what you would call it, like a apparition or like a ghost. <laughs> yeah. But I think you and Andy having all of those wild predictions about the grandma mm. and the demon contract and all of that, I don't think that's going to be I it. agree. I think it's done. And I don't know <laughs> even know if the killer was involved at this point. It might just be a very, very bland storyline for the grandma. Does that make anything worse for you? Well, I do think we know that someone switched her meds. Like, that was confirmed the reason why she had a heart attack. Because in her um, autopsy, or not in her autopsy, they found, like, the pills, right, that were, like, swapped. So I do think there was foul play. So I don't think it's going to be 100% bland. But to answer your question, I mean, I don't think it really affects anything for me. I'm okay that the grandma didn't sign a demon contract. I think that was just us having a good time talking about it. Okay. All right, so another fun prediction I want to throw out, and maybe this isn't even really a prediction, but there is this homeless lady that's kind of been wandering around making little comments at everybody. Um, she's obviously a very famous actress, so do you have any ideas on who she might be? I think she has to be some higher power. I don't I don't know if we should call her God. I, maybe she's God, but she does seem like higher power just yeah. on Earth, just kind of overlooking everything. And I forget which episode it was in, but it was right after something really big happened. Maybe it was right after he got stabbed. I don't know. But I thought them panning over to like her. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't really even doing anything that important. But the fact that they showed her right at that important time, it kind of confirmed for me that she wasn't just some side character. Like she is some supernatural higher being in my head yeah i do agree i think she keeps making statements about things and i think they all kind of fall the way that she means them to like she kind of said something about like oh it's flickering and when things flicker it'll end i think that's what she meant regarding his powers and you know it seems like obviously the next couple episodes his powers are disappearing so um, i do totally agree i think she is god in this universe because her hat it's like 
I think it's supposed to be like good, but then one of the O's is missing. Oh, and then, is it? Yeah, and then one of like when she has her little like um you know begging on a box, it says like Jesus Corp or something as the bank. Um, so I definitely feel like they're making <laughs> I didn't catch references. Any of this. Yeah, so I think you're right. Um, I do think she is definitely the higher power. So excited to see how she kind of becomes a bigger role because I'm sure as the powers start dwindling on Demon's end, she's gonna have to start stepping in and you know doing something. So it'll be fun to see what her role turns into all right so we're at the halfway point for this k-drama um so kind of just doing a halfway check for the next half of this k-drama what are some things that you would like to see or things that you think would be exciting to see fleshed out you know honestly i'm just watching the show for the two main leads chemistry Mm. all of the extra stuff it's all good and they're doing it well but that kind of takes a backseat for me. So I just really want to continue seeing great scenes with the two main leads. Um, and, and I am excited to start getting some answers of who's involved or whatever. But at the, I do have this inkling that everything is going to be less complicated and as wild as we want them to be. Mm, I see, I see. I think what's going to happen is... Next two episodes right off the bat from the trailer, I could tell they're going to be filler episodes with a lot of cutesy stuff. You know, every K-drama is going to have that. They're really in their datey, the datey moment. So that takes us kind of right into leading up to like the two episodes before the finale. Mm-hmm. I think we're just going to start getting a lot of answers every episode. And then it's going to lead us to like this grand finale of a show. So I think it should be very fun. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I do hear you on the filler episodes. I feel like for a lot of K-dramas, you know, once the main leads get together, some of that tension fizzles. But I think what's hopeful is I think there's a lot of material still left to cover for this show, especially in the next couple episodes. We're going to start dealing with Demon's loss of power. Um, We have this gang that now works under him. So I feel like it could take on a very interesting angle on that front. Um, I would also say the family drama is still not fleshed out in my head. Um, And then finally, the murderer serial killer is still on the loose. You know, it seems like we know what his face is, but because um demon's losing his powers he can't just go find him willy-nilly which is interesting because i feel like that will kind of drag out a little bit more so i'm excited to see more of the lovey-dovey stuff but my hope is that there's enough other material to kind of keep this interesting up until the end that gang is hilarious i'm so (laughs) i love that angle Uh uh-huh and that's one of those things where, like, I just wish Songgang was a little bit nicer to people. Like, he literally has a <laughs> gang of people trying to serve him, and he's I so know. mean to them. But it makes up for just such great comedic scenes. But he's just so cool, you know? That's why they like him. <laughs> oh, there was that one, I think there was one outfit he was wearing where he was wearing no shirt under and then a red cardigan. I was like, wow. Only yeah. Songgang can do that. Only Songgang can do it. All right. Um, well, I think that wraps up my demons. So we'll be talking about episodes 9 and 10 next week. Um, you know, we have Gyeongsong Creature, which is still TBD. And there's also Death's Game, which we forgot to bring up in the beginning. But sounds like that's going to be another drama that's kind of half released in... 2023 half released in 2024 so we need to figure out our pickup schedule for that but we'll decide how we want to rank that one as well later on um but last note i think we might have mentioned this but next week's episode will be delayed because andy is going to be traveling back from his vacation um so sorry to our pochos for that but you know hopefully it'll just be a day or two delayed
And then obviously our Pocha Choice Awards will be coming out and this is all going to be on our social media. So please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, a Pocha Playlist and please join our Discord group as well. This is where we have a lot of these fun discussions with other uh, fellow Pocha members, which is always a good time. If you want to support us, please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. And also we have a Patreon and a Ko-Fi where you can also get some special monthly episodes. This is the Poach Playlist and we're out.